is the Emergency Medical Minute. Good morning. <laughs> um, so, pseudo-seizures. Old, old nomenclature. Anyone know the new acronym for pseudo-seizures? P-N-E-S. Like, <clears throat> uh, psychogenic non-epileptiform seizures. <laughs> psychogenic non-epileptic seizures um so we've all seen patients with this and we have kind of a reaction to it probably because it has you know sort of this feel of faking it so there's actually kind of a good er cast that talks about how we really should probably think about these patients so first off how do you know if a patient's having an epileptic seizure We've all seen lots of seizures. We've seen people that are postictal. So the postictal phase is sort of one of the big ones when people have sonorous respirations, post postictal, totally out of it, take a long time to recover, by a long time meaning more than 10 to 15 minutes um, with a grand mal seizure, then that pretty much locks in a diagnosis of an ep actual epileptic seizure. Can people sort of fake a postictal period? You know, probably. That, that's tricky, but the sonorous respirations and that sort of thing is probably one of the big things. Um, epileptiform seizures typically sort of decrease in their uh, frequency, so it's rapid, rapid, rapid movements, slowing movements, and then the amplitude of the movements will usually increase as the seizure progresses. Sort of a different picture with a non-epileptiform non seizure. Um, usually the amplitude will be episodic, so you'll have uh, consistent frequency of the oscillations of the motor movement with increases in amplitude intermittently. So that's kind of another one. Also, epileptiform seizures don't usually pause, so non-epileptiform seizures may pause. What about a patient who is... Um, truly just faking it like they're just they don't have a non-epileptiform seizure disorder either those are the ones that will you know typically um, have really crazy flailing movements will talk during seizures all of those sorts of things so kind of three different subsets of, of sort of these movement disorders right so um, our goal right is to treat the patients appropriately and I think that me personally, I, was, I had a patient last week that was super frustrating, probably has PNES, um, but didn't have a firm diagnosis of that. Um, so how do we treat those patients? How do we deal with them? So one of the things that this article kind of brought out is really, this is a conversion disorder. It's a psychiatric disorder for these people that have it. The other difficulty, though, is 30% of people with epilepsy will have non-epileptiform seizures, too. So, again, very, very tricky mixed picture. So you have to be really cognizant of trying to figure out what exactly is going on with these patients. Um, if you do have a patient that has a diagnosis of PNES, comes in and essentially presents in some version of a status, um, they don't really need benzos for GABA receptor blocking. They really need something like an antipsychotic, and a lot of patients are treated chronically with an antipsychotic when they are diagnosed with this disorder. But as you can imagine, it's, it's really difficult even to make this diagnosis and, and really lock it in. It takes years sometimes and really a, a long period of time for people to uh, get continuous EEGs, um, you know, sometimes serial EEGs, uh, documenting what exactly happens, and then documenting response to treatment. So a very complicated problem, um, and, and I just think we sort of have a, a little bit of a knee-jerk response to it, but really 
trying to take the emotional response out of it um, and trying to realize that this is actually a psychiatric disorder that may have a secondary psychiatric diagnosis and may, may be associated also with a personality disorder, usually histrionic or borderline personality disorder. So taking those pieces out of it and trying to really kind of understand what's going on, and if we do find out that they do have this diagnosis, maybe trying an antipsychotic like Cyprexa or Haldol or something like that may be actually more effective. So interesting look on something that we sort of uh, have a knee-jerk reaction to. Thanks. Emergency Medical Minute is and always will be about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.